everybody. Welcome to the Cozy Rainbow Podcast. My name is Tammy, but my students know me as Miss Tammy. Hi, my name is Carla, and I am better than Joe at one game. My name is Joe, and I'm better at everything else. So I'm joined today by not only my lovely little brother, but also my lovely little sister, because Carla is a Tetris fanatic. What's your high score in Tetris? And it's my fault. (laughs) It is Joe's fault. What's your high score in Tetris? 180,000, something like that. Right. And just the other day, I looked on your guys' Nintendo Switch because we are friends. Carla, you have 600 hours into Tetris. How long have you been playing Tetris? It's only been like a year. Um, No, two. I started playing in quarantine, 2020. Um, yeah, see, Tetris really got popular right about then. Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode all about Tetris. Starting with our quiz questions. <clears throat> Number one, what does the Greek prefix tetra mean? Is it A, four, B, fish, C, three, stop giving each other the answers, or D, six? We both knew the answer. Well, then why did you make little motions at each other? Because Carla's flabbergasted at the simplicity of this question. Okay, well, norm- a lot of people wouldn't know this. Well, there's, like, more than just Tetris that are, like, Tetris. You ever, I- heard, of, you ever heard of Pentris? Okay, well, that's the what is the answer to the question, guys, if it's so easy? What does the Greek prefix tetra mean? Joe? Four. Four. Ah, great. Good job. Okay, number two. What country is Tetris from? Is it A, France, B, Russia, C, Japan, or D, America? Uh, Greece? (laughs) (laughs) Russia. Oh, I get it, because it's a Greek. I get it. Yeah. And that's also funny, because Greece. Yeah, okay. Russia. Okay, I will not be revealing the answers (laughs) until the end of the podcast. And our last question, number three, true or false, the game of Tetris was sold on the telephone. What? On the telephone like it was sold over the telephone over the oh like like a telemarketer who would sell you tetris or well no i'm talking about like i mean you could think of it that way sure i mean it's a true or false question or i mean do you think that's really true like do you really are you talking are you talking about like i'm talking about the person who invented tetris they sold it and the question is true or false did they sell it using the telephone well sell is kind of a strong word for this okay just answer the question. False. Joe's always overthinking things. Carla? I'll go true, just to... Just in get case one Joe's wrong. wrong. Yeah, one of us will get it right. Oh, okay. Yeah, 50-50, right? Yeah. That's a good guess. Okay, we are going to get all into this Tetris information right after this quick message from our sponsors. So let's go back way to 1984, the year that Tetris was invented. None of us were alive, so. You were close. No, I wasn't. Earlier than us. Yeah, sure. Okay, a software engineer named Alexei Pagetnov. I don't claim to know how to pronounce his name correctly. Well, that's right. I don't have to. I don't have to ask how to spell it this time because I know. Right. I'm like I think. Of course, I I think I'm right, but I'm not. We wouldn't really know unless we heard him pronounce his own name. You you never know. Uh, anyway, so Alexei invented Tetris. Tetris is based off of pentom 
or excuse me, pantomimes. <laughs> Gosh, wait, isn't that's pant- the wrong prefix? Pant- it's tetraminos. What? No. Well, he wanted to work with pentaminos at first, and then he realized that there were too many pentaminos to be into to make an intuitive puzzle game out of it. So we switched to Tetraminos, <laughs> and the rest is history. It's so funny that I do research on these episodes, and I can't even say the word pen- pentomino. Is it pentominoes or pentamimes? Why are you getting pentamimes? I don't know. I wrote down pentamimes, and I think that might have just been autocorrect. It's pentaminos. Pentaminos. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Anyway, pentaminos. And tetraminos. We're all and tetraminos. So, what did you just say? So initially, he wanted to work with, he was he was a software engineer making just random little programs. One of them happened to be Tetris, but it wasn't known as Tetris yet. And he wanted to make a puzzle game around pentaminos, mm-hmm. which are shapes mm-hmm. made of five blocks, five little squares. Yeah. There are 12 possible arrangements for them, and he wanted to make a game out of them. But 12 was... Too many, too many different pieces. Too many moving parts are involved. It was way too complicated to do anything with. So we switched to one less uh, tetraminos, of which there are seven possible formations, and the rest is history. Right. So we were starting from the very beginning, right there, with your pentominoes. Wait, did I say it right that time? Pentominoes is valid, but everyone says minos. Really? I always think of it like dominoes. Officially, officially they say minos a lot, but okay. Well, we're fine. not even going to say that word for the rest of the episode. So, but they are a three. You're welcome. Pu- yeah, great. Thank you, Joe. They're a three D puzzle toy. That's the definition that I wrote. So, thanks for all that insight. Um, the name Tetris comes from the prefix tetra, meaning four. Four. And uh, tennis, which Mr. Paget not very much liked. This is crazy. It's like he's reading my notes. Yeah, his favorite game. The software engineer, he liked to play tennis, so Joe has a huge smile on his face. Which is very strange, because I don't see what Tetris has to do with tennis, but you know. Just that it's a game, maybe. Like, the the addicting quality of the game of tennis and the game of Tetris. Carla, would you call tennis addicting? I've never played tennis. See, it's like volleyball, but with with a racket. I mean, if you enjoy tennis, I'm sure it's pretty addicting. Like I that. don't think that you would enjoy tennis as much to get the Tetris effect like Tetris does. No, I think I think there is a Tetris effect in tennis because as long as the ball is always being hit back to you, it's like there's something coming at you. Oh, the rally goes forever, just like Tetris can the go blocks. forever. So let, wait, let's be clear. What are those little things in Tetris called, the, the blocks that fall down? Tetraminos. Those are Tetraminos. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the tennis ball is a Tetramino. Do you? Do you agree? That's very abstract, but I see your point. <laughs> okay. Anyway, super basic, but each shape in the game of Tetris has four blocks, if you didn't know that. I'm like, I'm, okay, honestly, in this room, it's funny, I wrote the episode, but I'm the person who knows the least about Tetris in this room. I mean, and uh, strictly speaking, she is better, but I know more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I play Tetris, but I don't, like... I don't research my favorite she games. She plays Tetris. I read about it. <laughs> yeah. Joe likes to read about games and then pretend he's better than me because he knows more than me. But if you hand both of us a controller. Yeah. It'll be closer than you think. It, yeah. But I'll I would believe that. Okay. 
uh, Alexi worked to translate the real-world Pentamino's puzzle onto the computer screen. Originally, the game was just characters on a screen. So, really basic. Oh, okay. characters is in, like, letters? Yeah. Ca well, a character can be, like, a letter or, like, just any, like, symbol, basically. Characters or symbols are pretty similar. Uh. So, okay. Now we're going to get into some Tetris drama. Ooh, Carla, did you know there was drama about Tetris? No. <laughs> it's pretty big drama, I'd say. Joe, I know that you definitely know. So, <laughs> anything you want to say or just... I'm okay. surprised you said drama, but I mean, yeah, whatever works for you. They're fighting. They're like, dr it's dramatic. Well, maybe it wasn't dramatic. I don't know. But I'm going to make it sound dramatic. Okay, so Alexi, software engineer, age 29, he invents Tetris. In Soviet Russia, that's where he was living, communication with the outside world was difficult. So the game of Tetris was so captivating that Alexei, inventor of the game, received an offer to buy the game from this guy named Robert Stein via a telex machine. Well, go ahead, ask ask somebody. Ask me what a telex machine is. Tell me what is a telex machine? Okay, Why is it the exact same thing as a telephone? You know what? Okay, it's not the exact same thing. Okay, a telex machine is an outdated device that transmitted short messages. So it's like texting. And it's not a telephone. Oh, not a telephone, a telegram. I see. Yeah, I I did. So if you were if you were listening to this episode and you're wondering about the third trivia question, I specifically said telephone. Not I thought about saying telegram, but honestly, I do see how a telex machine and a telegram are super similar. However, the point is that people, children, students listening to this podcast will begin to understand that the prefix tele means communication. So, but. Imagine doing learning on your educational podcast. Well, I'm just no, it's like I don't I don't usually say things that deliberately out loud of what I'm trying to teach, but like, you know, maybe anyway, hmm. I'm getting off topic. Yeah. So, telex machines, yeah, it's basically like texting before texting was a thing, except for it was really expensive and obviously not as convenient. So, these two guys, Alexi Inventor and random guy Robert Stein they accidentally miscommunicated on the telex. Very understandable considering how they are in different countries using, like, you know, it's not the best form of communication. Texting, I mean, even today, your text can be misconstrued with the tone. So Not to mention the, the incredibly short messages you'd have to send. Right. Uh-huh. And so uh, Alexi responded, maybe. And then the buyer just was like, okay, that means yes. So, moving on, Alexi refused to sign away the rights to the game, even when Robert Stein flew out to the Soviet Union, insisting that he sign away the game. He's like, bro, you gotta sell me this game. Alexi says, nah, I am never going to sign your papers. This is my game. Um, after years of fighting over the game and this international legal battle, dra drama, is it drama? You think this is drama? Yeah, that's pretty dramatic. What happens in court other than drama? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, after years of fighting over the game and international dramatic legal battles, the game is now credited to Alexei with most of the royalties going to the Soviet government, the Russian government. 
well so yeah the soviet the soviet union the soviet union doesn't exist anymore exactly but it is russia today <sighs> so carla what do you think so far of this tetris beat you don't care you just like the game yeah i mean i i could play the game again without knowing that and with knowing that the exact same so yeah i would agree with you what about you joe how does it make you feel to know that they were battling over this game do you feel like he was like you know poor communication kills well i mean that's a little dramatic right now but i mean nobody died nobody died but nobody died i think well honestly i feel like you know sometimes people think like oh everything happens for a reason i mean if if this guy robert stein didn't come in because you're gonna find out what he does next but it's it's likely that maybe tetris would not have gotten so you know popular if you will but it, it already blew up in the first place which is why he even heard about it so after many many people like seriously i was trying to like look at all these people that were fighting over tetris i just chose the main one because it was honestly a lot like there's a lot of people fighting over tetris tetris sales truly took off on the original nintendo entertainment system abbreviated as nes now this is super special to know the highest possible score on the classic version of Tetris on the Nintendo Entertainment System is just under 1 million at 999,999 points. What happens if you were to exceed that? Like, with, does the game just stop or does it cap right there and you just keep playing? Well, I have not played the game myself. I did watch some videos of it. I think I'm going to talk about that later. But basically, I think you can only get to, you can only get to 999, you know, I don't need to say the whole number again, and you get to like level 27, and then it just doesn't really go past level 27. I mean, you have to think about old games. Well, I mean, like, does the game end when you hit that yeah. score, no, no, or does it, it just keep going well, and it, it caps? It's so fast it, that it just, it can't go any faster. It keeps going, and uh, it gets buggy and unplayable, frankly. So it may as well stop, but it doesn't strictly stop. What? How do you uh, know okay. that? Well, that's just how old games work. Oh. Like, Pac-Man does it. Well, you know what, though? Not like... They call it a kill screen. Here's the thing. Well, we'll get into it. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about competitive Tetris, which is the reason why people have even maxed out and done the high score thing. Like, I wonder, do you think the people like Nintendo, did they do that and think, like, somebody is going to, like, beat this game? Yes. How do you say that with such, with such confidence? Because it's going to happen. Well, they knew it was going to happen. They make games around the idea that it's going to happen, you know? Okay. So the reason why Nintendo Entertainment System's classic Tetris is so important and iconic is because if you want to have a world record or play in the classic Tetris World Championship, you have to play on the NES. Tetris, this is the reason why Tetris is so... Well, actually, let me ask you guys. Carla, why do you think Tetris is so addicting? If I could tell you, I'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a simple game, but it's, like, not simple at the same time. Ah. Joe? She's in it for the depth. I know that... Do you know the reason? Well, well kind of. There's probably a lot of reasons. There's, it could be the there's fun a more music. proper there's a more proper psychological explanation for this, I'm sure, but 
it just doesn't end. There's no like yeah. you there, did it. You can't you win. Won. Good job. Go away now. It never it never does that to you. Like it just, you it just the keeps game going. is not yeah. solved. It just no. keeps going. Yeah, you can always be yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's not a solved somebody. game. The blocks keep sense. going faster, and then it, it and then you you top out, and it says you're bad. Game over. Yep, you always feel like a loser. And you put another quarter in, and you keep playing. Well, not if you have the Nintendo Entertainment System. Do people call it the NES? I bet there's some people who are listening to this and are like, people "Oh my god, do call it the, so NES. The, NES. Call it the NES." The NES. No one calls it the NES. We call it the NES. I know some people that call it a NES. Well, the people who actually like use it don't call it the NES. Yeah, people who actually used it probably did not call it the NES. They call, well, yeah. they call it an NES. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So Tetris. Tetris is a remarkable game because there is no winning. The probability of getting the maximum score is extremely difficult. Tetris gets faster and faster as the game goes on and ends at level 29. So I was wrong earlier. It's level 29, not 27. Every year since 2019, more and more, more and more people max out on Tetris. So I like kind of got. Do you know about this? Do you know about the spreadsheet? No. No. You, you, okay. There's like a, there's a max out spreadsheet I found. Of people like keeping track of if they have reached that final score, but to be on it, you have to include like a video of you, you have playing. to not have cheated. Yeah, like they ask for it. There's like a little column that lying. says proof, and you upload a video of you maxing out. Yeah, it's like speedrun.com. Or or you can play like in the championship. But that's the thing is like so for a long time I I see I feel like I wish I thought I wrote down the year. That the first person, because it wasn't like it took like a long time to, for somebody to max out on Tetris. Like, I want to say 2008. I could be wrong. Or maybe, maybe it was 2019. That seems really, you know what? I'm going to look it up really quick. I, Joe has a tangent well, while makes, I'm looking it, it up. Yeah, it makes sense that that sort of thing takes as long as it does. Like, old games are never solved. <laughs> like, in. I know, like it was a relatively recent development, like over quarantine. I think when you know when you said Tetris took a big old leap in popularity. Yeah, exactly. Before, like NES Tetris was mostly being played by old folks, <laughs> older folks anyway, like you know, thirty, forty something. Sure. And as over quarantine, younger people started getting into Tetris, and younger people uh, are more physically able, and they could like mash their buttons. They could mash the directions and go faster than the game would make the blocks go when if you just held it. And now, now that's now that's the thing you have to do to compete at the top level. You have to be able to mash the buttons that yeah, fast. Yeah, I feel like younger people are honestly at this point genetically like it's got to be survival of the fittest. Like who has the fastest fingers? You say survival of the fittest, but like, you know, what? who's who's dying? Nobody's who's, really dying. Who's dying at Tetris? Nobody's. <laughs> well, it is game over. But, it, yeah, I mean, or it's, like, kids from, like, younger and younger ages are, like, using their fingers and, like, yeah, mashing the buttons. And you know what, Joe? I just wanted to say on this show, I truly didn't, like, I didn't tell you what this episode is about. And, like, yes, I did choose something that you guys are interested in. But, like, I did this for Carla. And here you are. Like, how many, how much have you really read about Tetris? Because, seriously, this is, like, everything that I researched. I think it's funny that you won't write an episode. 
but yet you have all this knowledge up in your noggin. Joe doesn't need to write an episode. Just give him the mic and a topic. We're getting very public call out here. Well, it is what it is. I mean, it's happened before. It's happened on other episodes where I'm like, why do you know that? It's really niche. No, it just don't tell Joe to write an episode. Just tell Joe the topic of the episode. You <laughs> do not, don't write a script, Tammy. The next time you have an episode idea, just be like, hey, Joe, I need you to come over and record this episode with me. Tell him the topic and then invite him over. Introduce it? yourself and take hold the topic and just let Joe talk. I get it. But the thing about that is that there's no fact checking. Like... I would think that Joe is lying about all of this if I didn't like already look it up. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Like why? Really why Joe doesn't have a, Joe does not have an imagination. He could not make <laughs> any of this up. <laughs> now see that was a very public call out. <laughs> yeah, she says that, but she falls for everything I say. So because I trust that, no, Joe. Yeah, exactly. I trust so Carly, my you older are, you brother. Are wrong. You're wrong that Joe doesn't lie about stuff. Because he does make stuff up, and I'm telling you that as the older sister of both of you. Today on the Joe Cozy wouldn't lie podcast, to a we'll Cozy Rainbow podcast. Psychology. He lies to his little sister. <laughs> Imagine lying to a baby. Yeah, Joe, would have to save yourself. Today on the Cozy Rainbow podcast, we study my psychology. Right. Okay. So let's get back on the track. So I was saying, I said every year since 2019. Oh, I was looking something up. You guys, it was in 2009. The first person to ever max out this game was in 2009. Joe, do you know what year the NES came out? See, now I'm getting all my... 90... It was in the 90s. No, no. Not in the 90s. It was 80... 1985. Uh, Okay, yeah. So, not the 90s. Okay, 1985, NES comes out. So, Tetris is probably released on the... NES like if it was not one of the original games I don't know what would be Tetris is like it you know ever since then that's like what that's like 30 years if you go from 1985 to 2005 that's 30 years and nobody maxed out Tetris well you say it like you could just do it tomorrow but 30 years the entire world yeah just 9,999 just, just just, do it. It shouldn't take 30 years. I have no perception of how hard the score is because I don't play Tetris. Oops. Sorry to, like, out myself like that, but... I mean, the web version of Tetris that I played a bunch during quarantine... Well, it has hard drop and seven bag. Yeah, it's... Number one, it's easier well, that, than... Yeah, that's a guideline game. Mm-hmm. Than, like, real Tetris, old, old Tetris. Classic Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. But at some point in the levels, the speed of which the blocks are falling is so fast that the blocks just spawn at the bottom. Oh, that's so offensive. I would be mad. They just spawn at the bottom and you have to just know where you want them because they place almost immediately. There's as a reason well. they give you the next window. Yeah, which in the original what is the next Tetris, the, the they original, didn't have the, it. Oh, they display the next piece you're gonna get. Oh, that yeah, okay, yeah. NES, it's uh one. Uh, guideline games like the one Carla's playing is like four, I think. Right. So adaptations to wait. It shows the next four. It shows the next four pieces. In oh advance, my yeah. god, that sounds so stressful. See, no wonder why you have six hundred hours because you stayed up all night. I remember. I remember. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, go ahead. Does the old Tetris, classic Tetris, does it have a hold? 
No. What is a hold? Yikes. Hold is where you can take your current piece and uh, just put it in your pocket and save it for later and just skip it. Yeah. If, but if you I've try and hold another that. piece, if you, you hold another piece, then that first piece you held comes back out. I don't. Okay. It's uh, very strategic <laughs> and abusable nowadays. Ah, uh, right. So I was saying, I feel like it's been like five minutes, <laughs> but every year since 2019, more and more people max out on Tetris. Now, that I feel like has a little bit to do with the fact that this spreadsheet was invented in 2019. So I think it was just probably maybe the person who made the spreadsheet. But whatever, there's a whole community of Tetris loving people out there that are just obsessed with this game. So Carla, I can't. Maybe I'll get you an NES for Christmas, and you can, you can get yourself on that spreadsheet in 30 years. What do you say? You're I'll young. Pass. You can. You can. <laughs> I will pass. You can just I bet Joe would be the one to do that. Um, I'm old. I can't match buttons. Yeah, I don't think Joe would. I feel like he might touch it, but he will not max out. Joe's got the grind power, though, to actually do that. I don't want to play Tetris on my NES. I want to play, like, Duck Hunt or something. Okay. Um, so the reason why I was saying, Carla, that maybe you could try it is because a 16-year-old named, oh, do you know this name? Joseph Saley? Hmm? No. Joe? Right, because you don't. Yeah. Do you know his name? She doesn't know. So, Joseph Saley won the World Tetris Competition in 2018. You can watch it on, guess whose YouTube channel? Guess guess, guess what YouTube channel? I don't know how you would guess, but just guess. The Tetris YouTube channel? No. I'll give you a hint. Well, no. The I NES don't. World Championship no. Tetris No, no, ESPN. Channel? ESPN Sports. Yeah. What entertainment? What if ESPN carries sport? poker and chess, ESPN can carry Tetris. I just love this esports report. Oh, it's on their esports channel. Okay, yeah. But I love the esports. Like, I love that. So that's what I'm saying. Tetris and tennis do have something in common. They're both on ESPN. Good for facts. Yeah. Anyway, but it's so it's cool. There was a guy who held the championship forever. Like, just just a regular old man who's like older. You know, who you would probably expect. Who can't mash his buttons. Yeah, but then Joseph Saley came in and they had this like interview with the guy who lost, who was he was the Tetris champion for like eight years, like, and he lost to the sixteen-year-old for good mash. Yes, and he said that he compared Joseph Saley to like an alien with his hands because you can see in the video. I watched a small clip of his hands. Yeah, no, of the esports or the like, lack thereof. Honestly, if you're watching this, I mean, if you're listening to this, you should listen. I mean, watch. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you should watch the esports channel because it is weird how he's holding it, the controller, and like mashing it all weird. Oh, you think you can, you think you can just hold your controller as you normally would and mash that button of as fast as? Of course not. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta have technique. Yeah. So after Saley won the CWTC, which is the classic world Tetris competition, it inspired other teens to start playing Tetris competitively. Over <gasps> quarantine. Like a teen I know. Except I had no idea about any of this. She's not, I was she just, hasn't you know, inspired anyone. I was not, sitting I know, on you're my, not playing competitively. I you're was sitting, sitting on, on my online classes in my bed, <gasps> falling asleep. Not during school. <laughs> yep, I was in my Better online class. Better to play Tetris class. and not be asleep than to fall asleep. I had a, another window open on my laptop. I was playing Tetris. Joe walked in, looked at my computer screen and said, Hey, have you ever heard of this one person who plays Tetris? Yeah, I, it wasn't... It wasn't 
Oh, it was a different person. It was a different. It was uh, yeah. <laughs> who it was, was it? I forget who. It could have been any number of people. Oh well, was probably it Wumbo. So it wasn't a t- <laughs> Eric Dormy. Do you remember who it was? Oh jeez. It was probably who Dormy. was it? It doesn't matter. It was probably Dormy. No, Joe walked into my room and was like, "You ever seen this one person play Tetris? Like, it was really funny." And he showed me this clip of Suisse uh, playing Tetris against one of her friends, and her, I was like, oh. "Wow, that's oh, so I thought, cool!" Oh, I thought I thought I thought it was yes, it was a girl. It was a girl, and that's the only reason why I started playing. If Joe showed that's me, that's like, what I'm if, talking about. It's not it, about the teen representation. It's about where are the girl Tetris players. No, exactly. So I thought, Joe I thought showed it was me. The vid- I thought it was the clip of all the Suisse getting sniped by Alameda. Put your hands up. Oh, I see. But yeah, so there was this girl playing Tetris and she was really good at it. And I was like, wow, I want to play like her. So yeah. I started playing like her. To be honest, if Joe showed me like Amamiya or like Wombo, which are both guys who play Tetris who are very good at Tetris. Um, you probably just been like, meh, whatever. I would have been like, cool. And then I would have went about my day. I would not have interested me. Right. And then you might have got into like a different game like Sudoku. I actually do like Sudoku. I like Sudoku too. Phil, Sudoku. Coming soon to a cozy rainbow near you. Sudoku. Sudoku more or less than Tetris. Less. I like it more. You obviously like Tetris more because you're not good at Tetris. Oh my God! How do you know that? I have the same brains as both of you. Oh, I just have. I just have. I just know. Pick up the controller, Tammy. Pick up the controller. I'm just saying I could do it if I want to, but I don't really like Tetris. I'd rather play Sudoku. I don't think you could play Tetris. Why? I think you're just saying that. You get stressed too easily. Yeah. Like I said, I mentioned. I mentioned that. I I feel like you would crack under pressure. No. Oh my God! You know nothing about me. I do not crack under pressure. I think you guys see me crack under pressure a lot because I'm at our home. Like, but out of the real world, you would be playing Tetris at our home. Well, maybe there's a reason why I don't play Tetris. Maybe it's because I don't feel like being stressed out at home. Exactly. Tammy, Tammy, you said it was stressful when I told you that the next window was four long. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i just don't like that i don't know yeah I mean, tammy imagine keeping track check and mate your, you would get stressed of your bag of four and keeping track of your hold no i won't because that the thought of thinking about that is stressing me out <laughs> well exactly you wouldn't be very good at tetris right okay so let me give you some fun facts about tetris ready this is the last thing before we go over those questions again a movie in 2023 was made about Tetris, and there's actually a few different movies about Tetris, but none of them are appropriate for kids. So I'm not like recommending. Well, they're not. They're not rated G. It's not. It's not Tetris the movie. It's movies where people play Tetris. Carl. Yeah. No. There's like one where they're like fighting over Tetris. You know, like you can. You, Carly, you ever heard of the subgenre of or subgenre? You ever heard of the genre of sports movies? What? You think no, it would be hard to make a movie about football or soccer? What? I mean, what you, you guys were about? like, oh. I mean, you she guys She thinks said it's like, just so unbelievable to make a movie about people playing Tetris. No, well, okay. it is an interesting backstory behind Tetris. Okay, but like when you said Tetris the movie, I would like I was thinking like, oh, a documentary, but then you were like Tetris the movie and not like Tetris the documentary. I was like confused. Anyway, one the one that I'm thinking of 
that I said where it's like dramatic. It's obvious it's a dramatized like inspired by Tetris because it it's interesting that they were fighting over it and stuff and it takes place in a different country than America and I think it's an American movie so there's some novelty to it. Anyway, okay, Beyonce likes Tetris. You know, a lot of people like Tetris. No, but confirmed, Beyonce likes Tetris. Tetris. Um, what? what what situation came up for Beyonce to confirm that she likes Tetris? I think maybe she tweeted it or something. Why? Just like for fun? <laughs> why not? Yeah, yeah. Tetris. Why do you play Tetris? Why do you talk about it? Hmm? No, I why mean, why would like, Beyonce be any different? How yeah, maybe why there do was care? like. <laughs> I mean, maybe there was like a conversation that came up that was like Beyonce talking to someone, and they uh, brought up Tetris. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe Beyonce played Tetris. Maybe and Beyonce a video. was at the classic World Tetris competition, but she lost. Maybe someone. Yeah. Maybe someone Ooh. was talking smack. Maybe there was just an interesting. Maybe story she was talking it. smack. You know what? Maybe that's the creative challenge this week: is you can write a creative story about why Beyonce admitted that she likes Tetris. How did that happen? Because we just thought of nine different ways. Okay, Tetris is. I I really like this one. Tetris is the first video game in outer space. Yeah, someone took it on their Game Boy to space. <laughs> you knew it was on the Game Boy too. Well, Tetris oh. is on like. Everyone, I I name something, name a machine that does not have Tetris on it. Oh, I thought you meant for sure you knew it was on the Game Boy. See, this is well, I for Joe's, sure know that Joe's the very g- believable. But I that wasn't a fact. I for sure know that the Game Boy went into space. <laughs> I, the Game Boy with Tetris went into space, and they have it in a museum. There was also a Game Boy that got hit by a bomb and lived. And uh, what? <laughs> there was a Game Boy that got hit by the bomb and lived, and it, it had Tetris in it. Episode about Game Boy. Wait, really? That's a fun fact if I ever heard it. That's also in a museum. <laughs> what museum? See, why would Joe lie about this? How would know. Joe pull this out know. of his imagination? That, I would. I would. I would not lie on this podcast, right? That's we what I'm here saying. To That's what I said earlier. No, but the thing is, if I didn't bring up that that Tetris was the first video game in outer space, Joe might have never given us this wonderful nugget of that <laughs> game of Tetris inside of a Game Boy was hit by a bomb and it's in a museum now. What museum? Is it the Library of Congress, the largest museum in the United States? I don't know. Hey, Joe, can we go visit? You don't know what museum, museum it is? I don't know what museum. You okay. Wanna, can we go? It? Can we visit? Yeah, I am going to look it up, honestly. Yeah, we, Joe, will you drive can, me to this visit. museum? No. Okay. Joe, go ahead and talk about the next fun fact, which is the Tetris theme song is a Russian folk tune. Uh, it's called Korobel. I don't know how to Cor- pronounce Corobel. it. Korobel. I, d- I purposely did not say the name of it in this thing. No, now you're looking something up. Korobel. It's, <laughs> it's not something that I'm too familiar with spelling and therefore not something I can remember how to pronounce. Because uh, no one actually knows it as a Russian folk song, which is very unfortunate for Russian culture. <laughs> Everyone knows it is. Oh, it's that's t- unfortunate. It's the Tetris music. Yeah. Mr. Pajitnov did not like it when they when they decided to put that in the Tetris games because he knew this was going to happen. He knew people were going to hear the thing. They were going to go, "Oh, Tetris!" instead of "Ah, yeah, Russia." He didn't like that. How did he you did know? not like that? How do you know that? What's your source? Or do you just is like? I mean, I, I believe you, but well, like, I, I believe I heard that one from Did You Know Gaming. Ah, <laughs> they're, a, they're a source. Yeah. See, and I, yeah, I just can't believe that I ever thought about doing a podcast not with my brother because you simply have so many fun facts to add on at a, a whim's notice. Okay. I forgot what I was looking up. Uh, it was. Oh, the Museum yeah. of the Game Boy Tetris. Hey, Carla, what's your favorite Tetris piece? 
What kind of question is that? It's a question that people ask. It's small talk about Tetris. I mean, I I feel like you would be kind of stupid not to say the team he's. I okay see, well and see no, here you come a, in with a strong opinion. You're I, all like, what kind of question is that? The answer is obviously blah blah blah. A T. Well, I'm gonna me? I'm just gonna say that the when I first got sucked into Tetris, I was in the kitchen with Tammy and Joe and Mom, and I asked everyone, well, more specifically like Joe, like what's your favorite Tetris piece? And Tammy turned around and was like, what kind of question is that? Oh. <laughs> So you mean to say you were just we're quoting doing, me? We're doing a skit. <laughs> <laughs> this is improv. That's funny. No, because uh, do you not remember this? Because no, I, I was do. Like, not, no, I, I was, wasn't even listening. I was reading this, and it's real, by the way. Check it out. But then I heard the last part of what you're saying, and I was like, oh my god, I did say that. Yeah, you, I will say that that hurt my feelings in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I had just gotten my new game obsession, and Tammy totally blew me off. <laughs> like, that's such a dumb question, Carla. <laughs> Wait, who did you ask that to? I well, anyone to Joe. who is listening, oh, but me. Yeah. You know. well, uh, well, obviously, Joe would have a nice answer. You know what? And that's why you don't just have one sister. You also have a brother, too. <laughs> okay. Not that the other one's gonna be any nicer to you. Okay. I don't so. think Joe was very nice when he answered my question either, though. Oh, what? It, what's your favorite Tetris piece, Joe? Uh, loaded question. All right. Uh, <laughs> loaded question. <laughs> Joe likes O. God. I like O, because well, well, number one, because it's an actually interesting answer, right? Anyone who's entry level Tetris people like I, because it gives them the four the four lines clear at once. You know, the most points, the most efficient way to do things people who are actually knee-deep into guideline Tetris like T, and probably probably even classic Tetris people probably like T, because it just no matter what your stack looks like, there's going to be a place for a T. Which is why that's the actual best piece in Tetris. Not to mention T-spins, which are the actual most efficient way to use lines and whatnot. But I like O, because it's hard to use and uh, people dislike it but it's like fu it's fun to have it's a good it's a good inclusion i'm glad it's here you know okay well i found the answer yeah the war torn game boy and this is from esquire.com the war torn game boy is currently on display at the nintendo store in new york oh that's not a museum but i mean, well, I it mean may as well be yeah it may as well be i'd say it the plaque says the game boy was damaged when the barracks were bombed during the 1990 to 1991 Gulf War, it still works. And yeah. It's Not a, it's that you're allowed to play it or anything. No, but it still works. Isn't that crazy? They just don't make it. Like, that could not. Uh, a Switch would never. A Switch could never. I, like, looked over at my Switch. I'm like, I can't even, like, pick it up. Like, and it's going to break. Like, just kidding. It's pretty durable. But still, you wouldn't want to. As technology advances, it also gets more delicate. Very sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's also because, because they want us to, like, spend more money once we break our stuff. Like, they don't just want to sell. Well, the Switch, it's made okay, but I'm talking about iPhones. Anyway. <laughs> Tetris. Tetris is on your iPhone, too. I Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway. If I have two more fun facts. The Tetris used to... Okay, there was, like, a research study. It, did, it wasn't true, but they thought about trying to use tetris to treat lazy eye ptsd and control cravings it was not proven to be effective they had results but it was not it, it it didn't it didn't pan out so you know about that too yeah 
anything. The lazy eye thing. The lazy eye thing. They had. Uh, they had special goggles, and one half e- one one eye would see the uh, the bottom of the screen and your stack, and then the other eye would see the top of the screen, and you know the piece that's falling, and you know your eyes would actually have to work together. Your lazy eye would have to stop being lazy, to uh, you know play some Tetris. But it didn't help. It, well, as you said, marginal results. Yeah. Or not. I mean, I don't know what the results are at all. I, d- oh. I didn't read the research study. It seems like you did. I just read somewhere that there was research study and then confirmed. Oh. So. Well, okay. Well, you I, described I said it, it so I said it because you did. I only know what the experiment was. I know, but, like, you described it so vividly. It's like you watched a video. But that's just your colorful and wonderful, expansive vocabulary. Well, I mean, well, I did watch a video. Yeah. Oh, you watched a video of the experiment. That. Well, not of not of well. Someone talked about the experiment. Ah, uh, you know. yes. Okay. Tetris challenge. Hashtag Tetris challenge on social media will show a bunch of law enforcement agencies laying with their vehicles in Tetris shapes. Kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> we have been recording for forty three minutes, which I think is the longest cozy rainbow to ever exist. But I wanted to ask you, um, what is your favorite Tetris strategy? Actually, let's do the answers first. I'm gonna. So the quiz questions, and then maybe you can give me an answer to your Tetris strategy. Okay, back to number one. What does the Greek prefix tetra mean? Four. It means four. There was a trick answer in there because I guess tetra is a type of fish as well. But it's that's why I specified Greek prefix. Yeah. Okay. We know, number two, what country is Tetris from? Russia, but also maybe that answer is low key not right because it technically is Soviet Russia, but like it's it's very potato or potato, you I know, g- I guess. Or how old is your potato? I guess. Yeah. Okay, and number three, true or false? The game of Tetris was sold on the telephone. False. It's false. And Carla, why? Why is that false? What's the corrected version of that statement? You weren't listening. She was zoning out. Tetris was sold over the Telex machine. Yes, exactly, which was like texting, but really short and not convenient. Okay, now please, Tetris strategy. What's your favorite? Teaspoon. Well. <laughs> What's a teaspoon? Yeah. Okay. Is yours preface. also a teaspoon? Preface: We both play guideline Tetris. Okay, I don't know what that means. And not NES Tetris. Oh. Very different. I well, I guess for the sake of making it interesting, like we could just say like what a teaspoon is. Yeah, what is a teaspoon? That's what I want to know. Well, a teaspoon is uh when well you know you clear you clear lines, but with a T in such a way that you have to you know put it in the spot and then spin it into place. That uh, doesn't seem like it would work. Why? Why do you like that though? Is it because it's satisfying or is it a lot of points? It gives you more points. Yeah. Ah. And uh, a T-spin double gives you the same amount of points as a Tetris, which is, you know, when you use the eye and you get four blocks, four lines clear. And a T-spin triple is even more than that. So it is, in fact, the most efficient way to play Tetris. Unless we play four wide. Unle- unless you play four wide, in which case, oh boy. I think you two could have a podcast about Tetris, and I think it would just be probably really popular with the niche group of people who are obsessed with tetris 
I mean, I feel like me and Joe could have a podcast. I don't we think just sit down and talk for like I, an I hour. I don't think that we games. know enough about Tetris to actually properly appeal to people who know about Tetris. I don't think uh, I don't know, you guys. I feel like you use some really in depth. We specific are we are in the divot. Words. We are in the divot of the Dunning Kruger effect, where we what? know that we know nothing. What is it? Oh, I do. <laughs> Dunning- I hate this. I know what the Dunning Kruger effect is. See, you're pretty smart too. <laughs> You should work on that. Yeah. Wait, let me try to explain it. It's like when you're dumb, when you're not smart, and you have a lot of confidence, but the more you learn about something, once you get halfway into your expertise, suddenly you feel as though you know nothing, which is where you and Carla describe yourselves in your knowledge of Tetris. And then finally, you have the level of mastery where you have your confidence and your experience. Is that is that the Kruger-Dunning scale? got it backwards but yeah yeah that's funny okay well any last tetris comments questions don't do forward center what forward center is broken don't worry about it it's very strong a lot of the times when you say broken when it comes to video games though that just means like oh we do not fun we do say we do say it in hyperbole a lot (laughs) outside of this podcast but legitimately forward center is when you do it right, it's legitimately the the strongest thing you can do in guideline Tetris. I mean, not well, guideline like versus Tetris. Well, that's all about Tetris. Thank you guys. Um, we have you're welcome. <laughs> we have merch on our website, cozyrainbow.org/shop. Very exciting. I think this is the first episode that I'm talking about that. Somehow, if you made it to the end of this 50 minute podcast i mean geez maybe i should have said that in the beginning but it's cute there's some hats with some squishmallows on it and a shirt some t-shirts with pocket designs they're fun yeah pockets you like pockets don't you there is a shirt no there's there's a couple (laughs) there's a couple different shirts i also if you're a teacher or classroom something something listening to this or student and you want your teacher to do this, tell your teacher to check out Cozy Rainbow on TPT for free learning resources and yeah, all that stuff. I post like episode transcripts. Anyway, uh, oh, also last thing, follow us on Instagram at Cozy Rainbow NV. Right, everybody. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.